You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Will Brinson from CBSSports.com. Will, thanks so much for taking the time. In your view, what's the better 3-in-1 story? The Bills, who haven't made the playoffs since 1999, or the Rams, who have the best offense in all of football? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, you know what's fun about those two teams is that both are coached by a Sean MC, right? Sean McDermott and Sean McVay making their stamp uh, early on. I would say it's the Rams if I had to pick because I think when you compare the two situations, the Rams have more staying power in the NFC West. They look legitimately like the best team in that division. The Bills, the Bills, the Bills to me are probably overperforming a little bit. I love what Sean McDermott's doing with the defense. I love the fact that Tyrod Taylor's balling out. But I, I look at what Sean McVay has done with Jared Goff, and it reminds me exactly of what he did with Kirk Cousins. You know, he is it is night and day different between what Jeff Fisher and that and that and that, uh, and that offense did last year and what Sean McVay is doing now in terms of getting guys open, getting guys, you know, giving Jared Goff, who's an intelligent quarterback, a cerebral quarterback, with a, with a live arm, but giving him good, easy reads to pull the trigger on, and he's making those reads, and he's, and he's pulling the trigger effectively, and Todd Gurley's running like crazy, and I don't think we've seen the best of this Rams defense. Uh, once these guys adjust to Wade Phillips' 3-4 scheme, and you know Aaron Donald to get him worked in and, and, and ready to go after the contract holdout, I think the Rams are a dangerous team. And when speaking of the Rams, when you say dangerous because they, they're the highest-scoring team, not offense, but team in the National Football League, which means they have ways of getting the ball in the end zone, and they can create the stops, as you alluded to a second ago. But when you look at the lay of the land of the teams that are playing in the National Football League, which team can you tell me that's playing just as good as this Rams team? Even though it's just the first quarter of the season, you still have to buy into what they're doing because they're being consistent at what they're doing. Yeah. No, Cordell, I, don't, I mean, like, I think it, it, it's crazy. So if you start going down the list and see, like, who's good in the NFL, right? I think everyone can agree, and, and you know, TBD on week four, Monday night, tonight, with the, with the Chiefs, uh, that the Chiefs are good, right? I mean, they're, they're a very good team. But then you start to go through the list of teams that are three and one, or you, know, you only have one undefeated team, and there's kind of a shocking realization that the Rams and the Eagles might be two of the better teams at the NFL. Uh, <laughs> along, I think, I, think, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are right there. You know, I, I don't, I'm not going to press the panic button on the Patriots because I've seen – that panic button press, and I've seen it backfire in too many people's faces when they when you, you pin the you pin the is the dynasty dead hot take. That's that's when you end up you end up on old takes exposed if you do that. So I'm not I'm not interested in that. Um, I think the Patriots will be fine, but you know, look, the Rams have a running game. They have a young quarterback who was talented enough to be worth trading up to grab at the number one overall spot. They have Sammy Watkins who showed out in a big way against the 49ers on Thursday night two weeks ago. He was dealing with a concussion. I think he will bounce back nicely. Todd, I mean, Todd Gurley is running like he did during his rookie season. Coming out of Georgia, that guy was so special. And Andrew Whitworth, maybe the most unheralded signing of this offseason in terms of protection. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say the Rams are a top-five NFL team, but for, a quarter of the way through the season with so many teams looking up and down, teams having obvious weaknesses, you know, maybe there's not a ton of elite teams. I, the Rams are a contender. They, they just have to be.
Will Brinson, CBSSports.com, is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. So, Will, with the Monday night game coming up in Kansas City, go back to a few years ago when Tom Brady had an awful game in that very stadium, and then it was Bill Belichick saying on to Cincinnati, and the Patriots came alive. Still, this defense has been an issue dating back to last year. They trail 28-3 to in the Super Bowl. They've given up 128 points to start the season. Are the Patriots dealing with some fundamental issues? Yeah, I thought um, the you know, you know give credit where credit I thought Lewis Riddick made a great point when he was talking on Scott Van Pelt's Sports Center show on Sunday night that if you watch what's going on in that secondary, you know Devin Funches. Devin Funches is a great receiver, but Devin Funches should not be wide open in anybody's end zone. You know, he, this is not Tyree Kill we're talking about. This is Devin Funches, and he's wide open on the busted play. I think communication is a real problem for those guys in terms of the back end now. The, the real issue there when you start talking about how can we fix the secondary, how can we fix this defense, if you don't have a pass rush to complement that secondary, it's going to be difficult to, you know, to mitigate the, the issues you deal with because the quarterbacks you're going up against are going to have plenty of time to throw the ball. I mean, Cam Newton, think about this. Cam Newton basically got shut down and got thrown in the maybe he's toast category when he played the Saints. And he had to get right on the road against Bill Belichick and the Patriots in New England. I mean, that, that is, 2017 is a weird year. I mean, it, I, you know, but I didn't expect it to be that weird. And I, I think that the Patriots are dealing with, we, we looked at them during the offseason. We saw the flashy additions. You know, they traded for Coney Ely. They traded for Brandon Cooks. And the injuries started to pile up a little bit on offense. But the attrition really is on defense in terms of the pass rush. And they just can't get any pressure on anyone. Bill Belichick, since he arrived in Foxborough, his teams have given up 23 times. They've given up 33 points or more. Three of those times are this year. This is a bad Patriots defense. You give the benefit of the doubt to Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick that they can fix it. But you have to recognize that this is a team that is not going to flip the switch overnight and be good on defense again. I know we mentioned a few three and one teams uh, throughout the National Football League, but one of those three and one teams can be easily four and zero right now. Uh, I think a questionable call last week against the Atlanta Falcons, the Detroit Lions, when it came down to take actually catching that football, and they say his knee was down before he actually crossed the line, which it could have gone either way. Just like the fumble yesterday with Matt Ryan at home, it could have gone either way. Tell me about this Detroit Lions team. Are you believing? what they're doing right now defensively and especially with the highest play, paid player in the game in Matthew Stafford at the quarterback position for the Detroit Lions. I would love to tell you that I know what's going on with the Lions. I don't understand the Lions. I thought after – I mean, and that's just the God's honest truth. I, after their season last year, well, I mean, I think they trailed in the fourth quarter in their first, like, seven games. And, and you know, Matthew Stafford ended the season with eight fourth-quarter comebacks, game-winning drives. It was a team right for regression. The defense shouldn't be as good as it is right now, but you have Darius Slade playing well. I think Gerard Davis being out is going to be a problem. But this is, this is a team, I, I think that maybe more so than any team in the NFL, that this team has done a brilliant job surrounding Jim Caldwell with really talented coordinators. You know, you look at Jim Bob Cooter, Terrell Austin. These, these guys are coaching coaching their the respective units up in a big way, and the Lions could, could be 4-0. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's wild to imagine that this team that, that – because there's, there's no you – know, there's Matthew Stafford, 
who's a big headliner, but there's no superstars on on really either side of the ball outside of Stafford. I mean, Golden, I, I think Golden Tate's an underappreciated wide receiver. Marvin Jones is having a nice little run here, and Darius Slay has been a lockdown corner. But you know, there, there there just aren't many superstars, and to have this team play as well as it has played, to me, is is frankly pretty stunning. Lovely little test coming up between the Panthers and the and the Lions to try and figure out you know whether Carolina's win in New England was real. You know whether you know, how Detroit will play at home, given that they're three and one. The Minnesota Vikings lose Dalvin Cook to an ACL injury. You know, they're dealing with Sam Bradford being out. I mean, the, the, the NFC North is ripe, especially with the Packers being banged up, for the Lions to come in and steal that title. Will and Cordell, we have a significant injury update from Oakland. Post-game yesterday in Denver, Jack Del Rio said that the team believed Derek Carr was merely dealing with a back spasm issue. Now they're saying it's a minor fracture in his back. Could be out anywhere from two to six weeks. Will, I'll ask you first, how does this impact now the overall balance of power in the AFC West? Wow, yeah, Brian, that's a, that, that, is, uh, that is significantly different from back spasms, right? Fracture in your back, that's a... I, th- I thought Tony Romo, and I'm you know I'm I'm showing for my my CBS Sports colleague here a little bit, but I thought Tony Romo did a fantastic job as did Jim Nance when the injury happened, sort of pointing out that you know the twisting. That's where you really get concerned when you get struck as you're twisting that it could be a back injury that that lingers longer. I, look, that is this is a franchise quarterback. EJ Manuel was a first round pick, but if EJ Manuel is forced to take over for the Raiders. They become the the fourth best team in that division. Now, they've got a better record than the other teams, but that is a big benefit for the Chiefs and the Broncos and the Chargers. I, th- I think if you look at the Raiders' schedule, they're actually in a pretty pretty good spot to maybe try and 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 win some games. This this might be the moment where if you're if you're Jack Del Rio, you're hoping you could have saved Marshawn Lynch to to run the ball effectively late in the season. Maybe you just change your offensive philosophy. You lean heavily on Marshawn Lynch, pound the ball, let him give him 25 carries a game, and that's not great for a, a guy, a running back who was retired and is over 30. But if you can, if you can win some games that way, let Khalil Mack try and take over some games, and just tread. You got to tread water and hope that Carr can come back. But if it's a lingering back injury, then the Raiders are just like they were last year when, when he suffered that injury on, on, uh, on Christmas Eve, they're probably not going to be a, a legitimate contender. Well, strong debut. We appreciate the information and hope to chat with you again soon here on the NFL on TuneIn. Yeah, anytime, guys. Take care. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.